You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode number 43. Do you have an about page that you're actually proud of? I hear all the time that writing your about page is a huge struggle for food bloggers. So in today's episode, I'll share some tips on writing an about page that will help you actually connect with your audience and convert more people into loyal followers and subscribers. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience, but building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Hey friend, welcome back to the Vine Podcast. I am super excited that you are tuning in today, whether it is you've been a loyal follower from the beginning or this is your first time listening, I'm super thrilled that you are here. Now, if you are new around here, I like to just do a quick introduction at the beginning of the episode. If you are anything like me, you probably hit the fast forward button during the pre-recorded introduction. And to be honest, I recorded that introduction over a year ago. And so I feel like I introduce myself a little bit differently and So yeah, I like to start every episode with that just in case. So my name is Madison Weatherill and I am a web designer for food bloggers. I run Grace and Vine Studios and my business has been serving clients in the food blogger space for over five years and exclusively food bloggers over the last year or so. So if you are ever needing design support or you're interested in just learning about what it would be like to work together to rebrand your blog or to work on a new website for you, feel free to reach out. You can always find all of the information about my services by going to graceandvinestudios.com and clicking on the services tab to learn more. And the other thing that I wanted to mention is that I absolutely love it when I see you guys sharing the show on Instagram or connecting with me over there. It is one of my favorite platforms to be able to actually connect with you and get to know you. It really helps me to just get to know you on a personal level and know what kind of the direction of your business and what you're struggling with. It really helps me to be able to fine tune my offers and to help me come up with ideas for this podcast. So I would love for you to head over to Grace and Vine over on Instagram and connect with me there and I'd love to chat. Okay, so today we're going to talk about your about page. Honestly, this has been on my list of episodes to record for a really long time. And I can honestly say that I know very few food bloggers who are super pumped with their about page and super proud of it. It's one of the most neglected pages on most food blogs. And to be honest, it's been one that's been neglected on my own sites as well. But it is such an important part of your website. And I'm going to talk about why in this episode. So I've covered a couple of other pages in different episodes. So if you're interested in learning about some specific pages on your website, then head back to episode 27 to learn about what should be on your homepage, and then listen to episode 30 about how to design a recipe index. So this is kind of a part of that original few episodes on different pages, and so today we're going to talk all about your about page. Now this page might not be one of your top traffic drivers on your blog every month, but it is really important to have a well thought out about page for a couple of reasons. 
The first is going to be connection. Then we're going to talk about brand messaging and how you can add that into your about page. And then finally, conversions and how you can be converting people into subscribers through your about page. And then after I talk about those three reasons of why it's important, then I'm going to walk you through an outline of how to write your about page and how I coach my clients when I'm working with them on web design to rewrite their about page. Okay, so first we're going to dive into connection. So I want you to think about why someone is landing on your about page. So someone generally is going to land on your about page when they are curious about your brand and they want to learn more. This is also true of your homepage and these two pages can kind of play off of each other a little bit, but I will talk about some similarities and differences of those pages when we get down to what to put on your about page in a few minutes. But the biggest reason that your about page is so important for connection is that your about page isn't really about you at all. This is one of the most counterintuitive parts of designing your website and your brand is that an about page isn't about you. So I want you to rethink the way that you think about this page. For a lot of you who started blogging more than a few years ago, you know that blogging has changed a lot in the last few years. Unless you are specifically a personal brand or you're a lifestyle blogger or something like a coach, your website really isn't about you. It's about your audience. And so you should be the face of your brand, but that is different than your brand being all about you. It's a very fine distinction between those two things, but I want you to keep that in mind as we move forward with this topic. Your about page should really tell a story that connects your reader and their struggle with your own journey and your own story. So when you shift the way that you view your about page to being first about your reader and what they're struggling with, you are going to be able to position yourself as an expert and someone who can help your readers. The biggest mistake that I see people making with an about page is that it becomes sort of a resume or a place to put accolades on, but it really might seem like that would build trust with your audience, that they would trust you because they're seeing all of your credentials, but really it just creates this disconnect between who your audience is and where they're at in their journey because they're going to be kind of looking at you above them on a pedestal and they're kind of going to feel like they don't relate to you. So let's cover the other two reasons before we jump into what should be on your about page. So the second is brand messaging. This is a great thing to add to your about page and to sort of weave into the story that you're telling very naturally on your about page. So if you've been around the podcast for a while, you know that I talk about brand messaging a lot and it's really a huge foundation of your brand. Brand messaging is essentially your brand's positioning. It's what makes your brand different than others. And when I say different, I don't mean that it is what sets you apart from a lifestyle blogger or a fashion blogger or a travel blogger. I'm talking about if I were to stand up five people that are the same type of content that you share, brand messaging is what is going to differentiate you from those other four websites. So when I'm working with clients, this is part of our strategy phase and really building out the brand strategy for your brand. Brand messaging is really going to be a compilation of phrases that you use to describe who you are, who your audience is, the type of content you share, and even down to specific ingredients that you use and why. Brand messaging is really going to be the key foundational phrases that would kind of be part of your elevator pitch if you met someone and you were trying to explain what your brand is to someone. 
someone new. When someone lands on your about page and they are hearing about why you choose to use certain ingredients or what a certain diet style means to you or they're listening to your journey with something, they're going to be much more compelled to stick around, read your story, and then they're going to be compelled to subscribe to your blog or follow you on social or whatever it is that your main goal is for that about page. But if you're just talking about how you went to culinary school and then you worked as a trained chef in these places and then you started your blog, they're not really going to get it or they're not really going to care, frankly, because there is some psychology behind this that I won't get too deep into. But basically, people are by nature trying to figure out what's in it for them. And so we need to use that knowledge to our advantage to make sure that we're crafting a story and that all we're doing is we're flipping the way that we're telling this story. Instead of it being about your life and what you've done and what you've accomplished, you first position the struggle that your audience is having and then you come in and you say, this is my experience with this and this is how I overcame that same struggle. So we'll get to that in a few minutes. I don't want to get ahead of myself too much. So the third reason that your about page is super important is that it can be a really great place to have conversions. So when I say conversion, what I mean is you are converting on a goal. So that goal for you might be to grow your email list. It could be to get someone to follow you on Instagram. Maybe you want someone to dig around into more of your content. Whatever that goal is, your about page is a really, really great place to put that goal front and center. Put what you want someone to do front and center because they are going to be primed and ready to take action. Now, another part of this whole equation is that by painting such a specific picture about who your audience is and what they're struggling with, you are going to alienate people with this messaging. And I want you to listen to me when I say that is okay. You are not creating your blog for everyone. Your blog is not for everyone. It is for a very specific type of person who you can help. So when you think about conversions, I mentioned a couple of different options for this, but I really want to sort of push the idea that your conversion should be getting someone on your email list. And when you hear me talk about what should be on your about page, I think it will be very clear why you want this to be your conversion. But the other reason for really wanting to make this your number one priority for your about page and really for your whole website in general is this is really the only thing that you own and can control. It's great to get someone to follow you on Instagram. You guys heard me mention that at the beginning of the episode to come follow me on Instagram. But truly, if Instagram went away tomorrow, you would not have any of those people. And so it's really important to, especially when you're designing a page like this and you are really trying to be strategic with the decisions that you make, it's really important that you prioritize. If you give someone six different options of things to do on your about page, they won't do any of them. So if you can only get someone to do one thing on your about page, I say that it should be your subscribe form, that you want to get someone on your email list through the content on your about page and hopefully a strategic freebie that you wrap all of it up with at the end. But because this page is so specific and it is so strategically designed, it's going to be a lot easier to get someone to convert from this page specifically rather than some of the other pages, like if they're on a random blog post or even on your homepage, they're just going to be a lot warmer of a person and ready to take the action that you want them to take. Okay, so let's dive into what you should actually have on your about page and how you can write your about page. 
And I hope that when I go through this outline, it's going to be so much more approachable and easy for you to do this. You could certainly hire a copywriter to help you with this, but I know for most of you, that's not really an option. So this is hopefully going to give you a really easy kind of DIY outline to write a better about page. There are so many about pages out there that sort of just make me cringe. My own about pages have been that way for a long time, but this outline has really helped my clients to really understand the value of an about page and then just really easily be able to write it in, I think it's seven steps total. I'm also going to link to the original blog post that I got this concept from. I hadn't really found a great article that really outlined this. And so I got this from a an article specifically, and then I've added kind of my own stuff to it. But I want to make sure I give credit to the original author of this post. So at the very top of your about page, you can structure this and design it kind of how you want to, but the first two things that someone should see on your about page is an image of you and a brief introduction. I want to harp on the brief introduction. This should not be a paragraph after paragraph summary of your life. This should really be the short and sweet elevator pitch that you would give someone if you met them in person. So let's talk about the image first. So with this image, this should be something relatable. It should not be a stuffy corporate headshot. It can totally be the headshot that you use on your social media pages and stuff like that. But I think something that is even a little bit warmer and more casual is a really great first impression on your about page. It could be an image of you cooking or maybe with your family if you want to but really something that just kind of piques someone's interest and helps them to want to continue reading. Now you can have your intro kind of side by side with this image, or you can do it below, but I would recommend probably having these top two things be kind of in the above the fold scroll area. But in this introduction, you want to briefly talk about who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Now there's a really good chance you already have an introduction like this somewhere else on your website, so feel free to use the same thing, but this really should be the hook that gets someone to kind of keep scrolling and figure out what else there is to learn about you. Okay, so the third thing that you are going to have on your about page is you're going to talk about your audience. And when I say talk about them, you're really talking to them. You want to be kind of addressing what their biggest pain point is and what they are struggling with. Now, I know I have said this many times, so if you are a regular podcast listener, you have heard this before, but your audience is not struggling with needing to find new recipes. In fact, it would kind of be very silly if on this about page, that was your introduction to their struggle. I know that you're looking for more recipes, so that's why you're here. That is not why someone is on your blog, and that is not why they're going to stick around. That's why they go to Pinterest. That's not why they come to your site. So I really want you to think about why does someone come to your blog specifically? Obviously, this person who is just now experiencing your brand may not be coming to your blog for the specific reason that you attract your audience for. So if you help people make healthy recipes on a budget, they might not be coming to you for that yet. But what you're trying to do here is paint the picture of what they should expect on your site. And you're also trying to hook them in with sort of an I see you kind of moment. You want to be pointing something out that almost feels like you are looking into their soul a little bit. If you guys are fans of the Enneagram, anytime I read anything about Enneagram twos, which is what my Enneagram type is, it's literally like the Instagram post is literally looking into my soul. It's a little bit creepy, but it gets me to pay attention. So in this example, you are going to 
really be trying to build empathy and you're trying to show your audience that you get it and you relate. Now again, we're not making it about you yet. You're not going to say that when you were in college, you struggled with healthy eating and so that's why you started your blog. That's not what the point of this section is. The point is to say, do you struggle with eating healthy on a budget? Or does it feel like there's so many recipes out there, but you just never know if they're actually going to taste good? Things like that are going to be more relevant to your audience. Then after that, after you've piqued their interest and you've started to build empathy, now you're going to share your personal story. Now this personal story should be relating to what your audience is struggling with. It should be playing off of that struggle and showing them how you overcame something similar or maybe you went through something similar and how you overcame it. This section in particular is going to be probably three to four sentences at most. Again, this whole entire page is really going to be short and sweet. It's going to be really easy to break it up because it's not huge chunks of text, which is going to help someone actually read it and help it actually resonate with them. After that, you can have sort of an action photo. So again, I like this to be kind of a cooking photo, not really like a looking at the camera and smiling photo, but more of a photo of what you do. Maybe it's a photo of you styling a plate of food before you take photos. Maybe it's a picture of you eating food or cooking something over the stovetop. This photo, again, is just going to break up the text and it's also going to help someone to see that you are relatable. So this should not be something that your audience wouldn't relate to. If your audience is moms who are just trying to get dinner on the table in 20 minutes or less. This should not be an overly stylized photo of you in a gorgeous kitchen that looks like it should be in a magazine. If that's what your kitchen looks like, that's totally fine, but maybe this is the sitting on the couch with a cup of coffee sort of image. Okay, then you're going to answer the question, what is in it for me? You really want to paint the picture of why someone should care. How can you help your readers and how can you help them solve their pain points? And this point is naturally going to lead into the last point and sort of the last section on the about page, which is a call to action. So this is a great place to promote that freebie, to mention follow you on Instagram. I find that it's usually helpful if you are going to do multiple call to actions to sort of bundle all of the social media links together. You can kind of separate them with a divider or something like that, but make that kind of be at the end. I always say that someone who wants to follow you on Instagram will find you on Instagram. You don't necessarily have to put it out in their face, or even Facebook is the same way. If someone wants to find you on social media, they will. But where you have to sort of lead someone is more with the email list. So after you've sort of painted the picture of this is what you're struggling with, I've struggled with this too, and here's how I can help you, the freebie is the very most natural way to hook them in. You can say, this is how I can help you, and here's how you can start taking action right now. For example, I can help you eat healthy on a budget and grab this freebie of my eight pantry meal staples or something like that that really helps them to understand this is what they can get out of your site. Again, they know they're going to get recipes. It's very obvious that your site is a food blog if you have taken some of the other steps we've talked about in other episodes to make sure that your tagline is clear and things like that. So someone knows that they can expect recipes. You're really trying to paint the picture of this is the struggle I'm going to help you overcome. Now again, if your target audience is moms with young kids trying to get dinner on the table in 20 minutes or less, you're probably not going to attract the empty nester couple who is 
totally willing to spend hours cooking dinner because they want to enjoy that time together. And that's okay. You're still going to have some overlap of people who may not be your exact ideal audience that still will subscribe and still enjoy your content. But what you're really trying to do in this particular page is really build that trust and show someone that you get it and they should trust you to help them overcome this problem. And remember that everyone doesn't always realize they have that problem. So by using really strategic language and really painting that picture of like, I've been there. I have struggled to get dinner on the table and we ended up eating frozen chicken nuggets because I just didn't have the energy to put dinner together. They're going to be like, yes, girl, I see you. And that is going to make them trust you and want to stick around. I have two quick just little disclaimers that I want to mention when I'm talking about this. So the first is you don't have to follow this exact outline. I think it's important to have these different sections on your about page, but feel free to change it and make it make sense for your brand. The other thing is really the biggest thing to remember about this is really painting that picture for your audience. And whatever order you want to do that in is totally fine with me. But just know that the biggest mistake you can make is making this a resume page or making this a page where a brand would come and find out all of your numbers and statistics and stuff like that. I know that might sound crazy, but I have literally seen about pages that are basically a media kit for a brand. So just remember that this page is about your audience and it's about showing them that you see them and you can help them. A second thing I want to mention is where should you link your about page? I talked about this in the recipe index episode, but one of the things that I kind of scratch my head at is people always say that recipe index are a waste of time or they're not going to get a lot of traffic, but then I find that on their website, they don't promote it at all. They never talk about it. They never link to it. And it's very obvious why nobody's going to it. So with your about page, the first place that you want to have it is it should be a part of your main navigation menu. This should definitely be something that people can see right at the top of your site and easily find. You can also link to this on your homepage later on in the content. So for example, if a little bit down the content, you have an image of you with a little short bio, link to your about page from there so that people can learn more. You can link to this from your sidebar. A lot of people do this where they have their little mini bio at the top of the sidebar and then a link to their about page. You can also add this into your footer if you have a different menu set up in there, kind of as a secondary menu. And then the last place that I would also recommend having this is you can also link to this on your Instagram bio page. So a lot of people will use something like Linktree or maybe you have your own custom version of Linktree on your website. But having your about page linked there is a great idea because someone coming from Instagram is definitely in that same position where they're trying to find out more information and learn who you are and what you do. So having your about page linked there is a great option as well. But I want to just mention that because this is a page that you are spending some time working on. I don't think writing this about page should take you honestly longer than like an hour, but if you're spending an hour on it and you're putting it in a primary place on your website, you should talk about it and you should send people to it because this is what is going to help them understand your brand and understand whether or not they can see themselves being a part of your brand and your story because that's really what this comes down to. I would love to know what you thought about this episode and if you take action after listening to this episode and you rework your about page, I would absolutely love to read it and see how you did and I just think this is a really great way to help you get a really good foundation of your story and how your audience connects with it. I know sometimes we talk about different things in this podcast like your tagline or your brand messaging but your about page is really a great way to kind of see it all come together and I think if you follow along 
with some of the other podcast episodes I've done to help you figure out the different pieces, you'll be able to really put them together through this about page. So like I said, I would love to take a look at it if you put one together. You can email me and share it with me or you can share it with me on Instagram. Again, I'm over at Grayson Vine over there. And yeah, I would love to hear what you think about this episode. If there are other pages that you'd like me to cover or just other topics in general that you would like me to cover, you can always go over to thevinepodcast.com and there is a form right on that page where you can submit a topic request. I'm going to be finishing out planning the rest of this year in podcast content, which is just crazy to think about. And for those of you who have been following me or maybe found me back at the end of February... That's a hint for something that I have coming down the pipeline in the next couple of months. So I'm going to say about it for now, but if you found me in February, you probably know what I'm talking about, and hopefully that little clue is enough for you to know what's coming. If not, you'll have to stick around and find out what I'm working on over the next few months, but for now, that is all I have on writing your about page. I hope that you will take some action from this episode and go write an about page that you are actually proud of. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.